Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today we have uh, Ted Cruz on the program to talk about the latest going on with the vote count and where that is headed. He was. Uh, we also have Alan Weston, who was awesome. He was uh, really responsible in a big way for keeping Texas red, which was fantastic. Uh, we talk about the latest with the coronavirus situation. Super was well, super hot. Uh, Venezuela and Yugoslavia eating dogs. Dogs are tasty. Uh, that's we have a new recipe coming it's, up in the program it's today. It's weird when you see what Venezuela went through and what happened in Yugoslavia. Wait, you, I mean stuff. I don't think you've heard at least like this any place else from someone who went through it, which yeah. is interesting. Uh, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You can save 30 bucks on your subscription. And you'll get uh, an amazing uh, full rant. You'll get a, a taste of it here on the podcast. <laughs> you get the full thing on blazetv.com slash Glenn. That starts our podcast today. If he, if you like this teaser, you do not want to miss Glenn's program from last night. Uh, also, a brand new Studios America as well, all at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Mm, great. from the great state of Texas, joins us now to talk a little bit about uh, election integrity. Also, what's going on with the Senate and the importance of the GOP winning the uh, Georgia runoff elections. But that is, I, I think we're in a world of hurt because of, you know, they will send residents down uh, to just take up shop. They're already suggesting and encouraging people to do this. It's it's crazy what's going on. Ted Cruz, welcome to the program. Glenn, good to be back. Thanks for having me. Uh, so let's let's first of all start with uh, Donald Trump and the uh, the um, lawyers and the affidavits. Do you see anything here that is uh, disturbing to you that you think will make an impact? Well, there's certainly a lot disturbing. We, what we've got to do is let the legal process play out. And and we have now multiple cases pending in multiple states, challenging the outcomes of the election, calling for recounts, contesting the election. And, and that litigation has to be adjudicated. And, 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 you know, it's very difficult for any of us, for you or me or for someone reading Twitter, to, to, to know what exactly is right and accurate about these allegations and what isn't. That's why we have a judicial system. We have a judicial system to test facts, and, and, and the obligation now of the Trump campaign's lawyers is to go and prove their case, put on direct evidence, put on expert witnesses, uh, have it subjected to cross-examination, and prove up the case. And, and the overarching objective should be to ensure that every legal vote is counted, but also that every vote that was illegally cast is not counted. And that's the process that's playing out right now. Do you have any idea why the rejection rate of the uh, mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania was 0.03 when the best they have is usually just under one, but new, new voters who are voting for the first time with mail-in ballots, the rejection rate is usually 3%. Out of 2.6 million, they rejected 951 ballots. That's that's a, almost a perfect that's almost a perfect game. 
Yeah, and, and that certainly suggests that, that, that when those ballots come under the, the next set of scrutiny, that you're going to see a, a significant additional set of ballots invalidated. So, so one of the things that, that gives the greatest cause for optimism uh, is this election in the time of COVID, there, there's a pretty marked disparity in terms of how the votes were, were distributed. On election day, with in-person voting, Donald Trump won a significant majority of the votes cast by in-person voting on Election Day. Of mail-in voting, Joe Biden won a significant uh, majority of the votes cast early on mail-in voting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, here's the good news. If you look historically to recounts, if you look historically to election litigation, the votes cast in person on Election Day tend to stand. It, 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 it's sort of hard to screw that up. Those votes are generally legal and they're not set aside. Uh, mail-in votes historically have a much higher rate of rejection, which is what you pointed out, that, mm-hmm. that when they're examined, uh, there are a whole series of legal requirements that vary state by state, but mail-in, voters cons- mail-in votes consistently have a higher rate of rejection, which suggests that as these votes begin being examined and subject to scrutiny, that you're going to see uh, Joe Biden's vote tallies go down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good thing. The challenge is for 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 President Trump to prevail. He's got to run the table. He's got to win not just in one state but in several states. Uh, that makes it a lot harder to prevail in the litigation. I hope that he does so, but it it, it is a real challenge. And, 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 and we, shouldn't, uh, uh, we shouldn't try to convince ourselves otherwise. So before we go to Georgia, let me, let me express a feeling that, that I have and that I think a lot of uh, people who voted for Donald Trump have. We have seen the evidence on what the media has done. We've seen the evidence of what was happening in Ukraine. Uh, we have seen the evidence of the Russian collusion case. And no one ever seems to pay for their crimes. We know what uh, Hillary Clinton did. We know what Barack Obama did. Uh, I mean, we could go back all the way to Benghazi or beyond. And again, no one pays for the crime. I think people feel like, who's going to fight for me uh, that's not not beholden to the system? Who's going to fight for me if Donald Trump goes away? I, I understand that sentiment, and you're right. I think the, the, the single best uh, characteristic of President Trump is that he stands up and fights. And, and all of us are so tired of Republican politicians that just roll over, that are not willing to fight, that, 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 are, that are scared to take a punch, scared to have the media criticize them. And, and Trump is not, and, and, it, and it is something sorely needed to have – strong leaders who will actually fight for us. Now, you know, you talked about people being held accountable. Uh, I, I am beyond frustrated that we've gone through four years of the administration and, and none of the people who committed criminal conduct, uh, politicizing the Department of Justice, politicizing the FBI, politicizing the intelligence operation, none of them have been held accountable. No. None of them have been prosecuted. No. And, 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 and it's, it's maddening. But it's 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 also the loss of uh, trust in our system, uh, and I think the loss of the republic. If if no one goes to jail or pays for the the crimes, and we don't root out the bad guys, and I think that opportunity is slipping through our fingers. What do we have left, Dad? 
you're, you're right, and, and a big part of the problem, so for the first couple of years, Jeff Sessions was the attorney general. And, yeah. and you know, Jeff is a decent man for whom the job was simply too big. He was not up for the job. He did not do a good job of it, and, and there was no accountability for the first couple of years. Bill Barr came in. Barr is, is a much better attorney general. I'm grateful at least that Barr has initiated investigations and assigned prosecutors to go after these folks, but they haven't done it yet, and, and, and we are potentially running out of time. Yeah. So, so I don't know what the hell's taking, I taking don't know so either. long, but, but it is... Uh, you know, from my perspective in the Senate, so sometimes, uh, you know, it's interesting. Social media is interesting. I'll, you'll ha- I'll have people yell at me, well, Cruz, why don't, why don't you prosecute them? Well, <laughs> uh, under our constitutional system, that's not actually an authority I have. Right. Um, I'm in the legislature. I can introduce legislation. I can pass legislation. I can convene hearings, and I've chaired hearings repeatedly. Uh, in fact, would just... Just this week, we had Andrew McCabe, the former deputy director at the FBI, um, who, who at the hearing, I cross-examined and lit him up, but I don't have the ability to convene a grand jury and secure an indictment. Only the executive branch can do that, and so I can call for it. Uh, but it's got to be the executive branch that actually executes that. All right, let me, because we're going to run out of time. Is it true you can move to Georgia and then move away after you voted? Well, you can. Uh, there is some possibility if you do that, you'll get prosecuted for voter fraud, but that would be after the fact, and that would be after uh, a crazy left-wing socialist Democrat was elected. And, and, and let me be very clear. If the Democrats win these two seats, and it's very possible that they win these two seats, then we go from a 52-48 Senate to a 50-50 Senate, if Joe Biden is president, that means Chuck Schumer is majority leader. And if Chuck Schumer is majority leader, there will be zero constraints on the most radical left-wing ideas they're pursuing. If Chuck Schumer is majority leader, they will end the filibuster. They will pass a massive tax increase. They will enact the Green New Deal, which will destroy millions of jobs, especially in the state of Texas. And not only that, they will add two new states to the union designed to get four new Democratic senators immediately, and they will pack the U.S. Supreme Court. They will add four new left-wing activist judges who will take away our free speech rights, our religious liberty rights, our Second Amendment rights. All of that threat is a clear and present danger, and, and it all happens January 5th, one way or the other. So what do we do? Win. Uh, that, that, that is the only answer is to win Georgia. I am traveling to Georgia. I'm spending money. I'm, I'm sending my team. I'm engaging in resources. Uh, I, I mean, I'm doing everything I can to turn out conservatives, turn out freedom-loving Georgians, turn out anybody, because this is a fight. It's not just for Georgia. It is now for the entire country. Let me know if there's anything we can do to help on the ground there, because uh, I... <laughs> We are in deep trouble, Ted. Deep, 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 deep trouble if they get it. Joe Manchin said he's not going to, you know, he won't pass any of those things. But I, I don't really want to risk the country uh, on hoping and wishing that somebody on the other side is going to rescue us. I, I, I don't believe Manchin at all. And, and if Schumer is majority leader, I'll tell you who is effectively majority leader. 
is AOC, because Schumer will be terrified of being primaried from the left by AOC. He's seen too many Democrats defeated to left-wing primary challenges. That means there is nothing, absolutely nothing, Schumer wouldn't do to appease AOC in the far left. That is dangerous. And, and look, let's just take one component of the stakes, packing the court, which I'm absolutely convinced they will do if they get power. Mm-hmm. As you know, I've got a new book that just came out, Mm -hmm. One Vote Away, How a Single Supreme Court Seat Can Change History. That book, each chapter, goes through a different constitutional liberty and explains from the inside uh, how our free speech, our religious liberties, our Second Amendment, that they all hang by a single vote. And it tells war stories about the big landmark cases at the court. You know, the book One Vote Away also has a chapter on Bush versus Gore. Uh, as you know, I was part of the legal team that represented George W. Bush in that case. And, and so I take readers behind the scenes as to what happened uh, in Tallahassee 20 years ago in Bush versus Gore. We're seeing that happen right now across the country. So if you want to understand what's going on in these recounts, if you want to understand w- how this plays out and what to expect next, you can get one vote away on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever you get books. It, it, it's been a New York Times bestseller five weeks in a row now, which, Glenn, you know drives them crazy yeah, at the New York Times. They hate that. You, you have done that many times, and, and they hate writing your name, and they hate writing my name on I know they things. do. Um, real quick, do we have, we had you, uh, you know, Bush versus Gore. Um, we had some of the best attorneys in the country. Do we have the best attorneys now? Um, no. And, 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 and one of the things that I have urged, urged the president and, and the Trump legal team is, is to bring in uh, bigger guns. Um, I, I, I'll tell you candidly, some of, the, some of the top lawyers have not been eager to jump into this. And, and it, um, that is a frustrating dynamic. I, I wish, if you look at what happened in Bush versus Gore, the team that was assembled, I think was the dream team of yeah, litigators. And, and, and unfortunately, they have not done the same thing here. Ted Cruz, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. God bless. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. We know this man. Um, we know this man and we know the ribbons and the medals that, uh, have been on his chest for a long time uh, and uh, and the service he has given to the United States, the service that he has just rendered to the Lone Star State is remarkable. I think he is and he's going to say no, but I think he is single handedly the biggest reason why Texas uh, did not have a blue wave. His name, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. Alan, how are you? Good, Glenn. But, you know, one of the lessons that I learned in the military is that leaders never take credit. They only take responsibility. So this victory in Texas uh, belongs to the grassroots activists, all those volunteers, all of those people who are out in the hot Texas sun knocking on doors and, you know, holding rallies and things of that nature. I'm just so 
proud to be here in Texas, proud of the folks that I got the opportunity to be with over these past five or six months leading up to last Tuesday. But uh, our work continues. Uh, what we have seen, these incredible gains, we cannot go backwards. We have to make sure that we continue to uh, to, to expand those gains, especially with the success we saw in the Rio Grande Valley. Um, Alan, are these the people that have been elected? Uh, There's... They're Texans, at least at heart. Right. I mean, there there used to be a time I lived here in the 80s and Texas was a very different place. It was very proud, but not not to denigrate any other state. It was proud that it was different and it was proud to be free. And I'm not sure with all the influx that's coming in that that Texans really understand that anymore. Well, I think one of the critical things that you uh, have to have happen is I always stress the most important elected position in the, in the United States of America, definitely here in Texas, is the school board. So we've got to get back to teaching what makes Texas unique, mm-hmm. what makes Texas so special. But also we need to make sure we're sharing that message with the adults that are moving into Texas. So I think we have to challenge ourselves when we see that U-Haul van that comes in, a family from a different place. We've got to go up with that welcome wagon mentality and tell them, welcome to Texas, but why are you here? And then we've got to explain to them why you're here. Right. Um, Alan, what uh, did we make gains on school boards? Did we... Did you see any of that? Are you watching down at that level? Yes, uh, the the school board races and the state board of education that uh, we had uh, three open positions that were up. We we maintain uh, those majorities as well. And uh, there were some school board elections that were on this November ballot. They were pushed for because of the COVID issues, uh, May uh, March through May. But you've got a new round of uh, municipal elections that'll be coming up uh, next May, and so the city council, the school boards, you know, county commission seats, and county clerk seats—that's where we now need to focus to build that, you know, that solid foundation, that solid base, the next generation of strong constitutional conservatives. Is is Texas prepared to stand alone? If need be, I mean, I've been very impressed with uh, Christy Nome up in uh, South yeah. Dakota. Uh, are, are we prepared to stand alone if there's a a federal mask mandate or, uh, you know, a federal grab for guns or, uh, you know, the next mm-hmm. thing that probably happen is everybody has to be on a registry. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, you're absolutely right. And as a matter of fact, you know that. Vice uh, President uh, candidate uh, Kamala Harris has said that she used executive orders right. to undermine the Second Amendment. And come and take it is not just a bumper sticker slogan here in Texas. It's a way of life. It's a way of thinking. And I really believe that you will see Texas see itself as a leader, a beacon of liberty and freedom for the United States of America. And as I've always said, and you have reiterated also, so goes Texas, so goes the nation. Oh, yeah. So if we, if, if Joe Biden and these folks think that they're going to get in office and start talking about, you know, open borders and, and, and allowing people to flood into the United States of America, I'm quite sure here in Texas we'll say, well, they may be able to come in through Arizona or somewhere else, but they're not going to come in through Texas. I hope you're right. Uh, I hope you're right. I'm, I'm very concerned. Um, how concerned are you about winning Georgia? 
Well, you know, that's my uh, state where I was born and raised. And I think that the most important thing that you're seeing happen in Georgia, just the same as here in Texas, we are seeing progressive socialists come in and take over the major urban population centers. And in Atlanta, that that is it. The Atlanta metropolitan area, Fulton County, Gwinnett County, uh, DeKalb County, Cobb County. Uh, But when you get outside that metropolitan area, you get back into Georgia. So I think the very important thing that we have to do, and I've been asked to come back to to Georgia and help out those senatorial uh, uh, races, and and I'm looking forward to it. We're just going to coordinate some dates. I think we can hold on to Georgia, but again, we've got to get out there and take our message to all parts of of that state. The the largest state east of the Mississippi River is Georgia. If, if, God forbid, uh, Joe Biden is our president, who is how do we continue to make progress without uh, Donald Trump? How do we make progress with Hispanics and with the African-American community? I mean, mm-hmm. he did for the first time make real inroads there and we need to continue doing that. You're, you're absolutely right. And that's uh, my mission here in Texas. And I would hope that other state party chairmen uh, see that and they will make it their mission. And, and the Republican Party as a whole should do that. You know, my first trip uh, after becoming the chairman for the Republican Party of Texas was to the Rio Grande Valley. And my last trip before the election uh, just last Tuesday was back going through the Rio Grande Valley from Harlingen all the way up to Del Rio. And in between, you know, I was going back down there. And that's the, the it's not about outreach. Glenn. It's about engagement. It's about policy inclusiveness. And that's what Donald Trump did when he said in 2016 to the black community, what have you got to lose? He was absolutely right. Mm-hmm. He was the first Republican that ever said that. And he backed it up with the policies. And so the Republican Party of Texas, one of the, 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 the points I've been brought out, bringing out, it was founded on Independence Day of 1867 by 150 black men. When you make that type of knowledge known, then you get people's attention. And there comes the amazing way you can create that delineation and that separation between the progressive socialists, the Democrat Party, who are the true purveyors of systemic racism in America, and what the Republican Party has always stood for. So that's what we have to do. It's got to be about engagement. I, I will make sure I continue to do that. All right. I know you have to run. Can I ask you one more question about the Dominion Absolutely. voting system? It's uh, it's being discredited now, uh, but it was discredited in Texas you know, before the elections, we passed on that voting system. Uh, and I, I want to get the exact uh, quote. Dominion voted citizen, which has been used in multiple states where fraud has been alleged, uh, blah, blah, blah. It uh, has been rejected by the Texas Secretary of State Attorney General's Office for failing to meet basic security standards. Any comment on that voting system? Well, it is huge, and I think that's one of the problems. This is not just a little software glitch. This is a systemic problem within that Dominion system, and I think, number one, we should look at who is in charge of Dominion, and also we should be asking the questions of those secretaries of state and attorney general, did you go through the same due diligence as we did here in Texas? And that's why Texas is going to continue to be a leader in America. Ellen West, thank you. Thank you again for uh, everything that you have done for your country and uh, and for the great state of Texas, the head of the Republican Party here in Texas. Colonel Alan West, thank you. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I want to invite you to 
educate your own family. We are entering a time now where, I mean, it was crazy to think to vote for Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders now is actually campaigning for the labor secretary position. Labor sec. Do you know how bad things will get if he's in charge of labor with the labor unions and everything else? Oh, my gosh. Well, Kamala Harris tweeted out on a, uh, a video the other day, just before the election, uh, a tease, a teaser of what she uh, she hopes is on the way. Here it is. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests, oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with that, not everybody's starting out from the same place. So if we're all getting the same amount, but you started out back there and I started out over here, we could get the same amount, but you're still going to be that far back behind me. It's about giving people the resources and the support they need so that everyone can be on equal footing and then compete on equal footing. Equitable treatment means we all end up at the same place. Okay, so that's not America. That, that's, that's, not, uh, that's not the free market. That's not even uh, natural in any way to have everybody end up at the same place because we're not the same. We have different desires, different, uh, different uh, uh, amounts of things we're willing to tolerate. I mean, successful people are successful because they do a lot of stuff that others won't. You know, they, they work harder, longer hours, not always. But generally speaking, they have done something in their life that that puts them in a position of being right there. We're not we're not all Hunter Bidens. We can't all be crackheads and somehow or another millionaires as well. Okay, that's a life of privilege. That's what happens when governments are in control of everything and there are no rules. Alexander Solzhenitsyn was a Russian dissident. He spent years in the gulags in the Soviet Union because he criticized Stalin. He eventually got out and defected to the U.S. And he was really clear on how socialism progresses. Listen to how he put it. He said liberalism was inevitably displaced by radicalism. Radicalism had to surrender to socialism. And socialism could never resist communism. Guess which stage America is in right now. We're in the radicalism phase, which leads then to the socialism phase. Uh, A few weeks ago, the, the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation released its annual report on U.S. attitudes towards socialism, communism, and collectivism. The survey basically confirms what stage America is in. Survey finds 40% of Americans have a favorable view of socialism, up from 36% last year. Among Generation Z, those born after 1996... 49% prefer socialism. 30% have a positive view of Marxism. 26% of Americans, all Americans, support the gradual elimination of capitalism in favor of a more socialist system. And only 44% of Generation Z think the American flag most accurately represents freedom. This is where we're headed. This is where we're headed. 
and radicalism, socialism, then into authoritarianism. Let me give you this quote from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Last Friday, after, after Biden had, uh, had been preaching unity, she said, Is anyone archiving these Trump sycophants? For when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future, I foresee decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, photos in the future, end quote. She talks as if, and so does the left, the radicals, that, that Trump is guilty of some sort of war crime or genocide. And then again, I guess that is the equivalent of genocide for most Democrats. If it's a, if it's a tax cut, that's practically genocide to these crazy people. Former members of the Obama-Biden administration have set up a website called the Trump Accountability Project we told you about earlier this week. Remember what they did, it says. We should not allow the following groups of people to profit from their experience. Those who elected him, those who staffed his government, and those who funded him. So anybody who supported at all Donald Trump, you shouldn't be able to get a job or be welcome in the in the uh, public square the arrogance is the same arrogance that we see in history books they set up a twitter account just last week it already has over 4000 followers it's the start of blacklists that's what it is you know who else created blacklists held show trials executed millions of their political enemies stalin and mao those Generation Z people who think communism sounds pretty neat. Stalin and Mao were communists. So how did, how did we get here? Honestly, listen to Marion Smith. She's the executive director of the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation. Here's what she said. This represents a total failure of our education system. Not just in schools, but also basic dishonesty in our media and popular culture. When one in four Americans want to eliminate the free market and embrace socialism, we know we've failed to educate about the historic and moral failings of those ideologies. This shift in how Americans perceive their country has been a very long, deliberate project of the left. Let me give you what Ronald Reagan said at the end of his term. This was his farewell address from the Oval Office. Listen. An informed patriotism is what we want. And are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents in the long history of the world? We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is freedom. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise, and freedom is special and rare. It's fragile. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. I'm warning of an eradication of that, of the American memory that could result ultimately in an erosion of the American spirit. We have forgotten who we are, and it has been intentional. Do you know that after high school, after high school, most Americans never take another American history class Ever again, 82% of U.S. colleges don't require a single course in U.S. history or U.S. government to earn a degree, many times even a degree in history. 
America is the evil empire. Over half a century, our universities have been just propaganda centers for Marxism and anti-American statements and philosophy. America already has re-education camps. They're called universities and colleges. Who can really quote the Declaration of Independence? Joe Biden can't even quote the Declaration of Independence. And is that because he can't remember it because he's too old or senile or because he thinks parts of it now are politically incorrect, that all men are created and endowed by their creator? You know the thing. The Marxist attacks on America's educational system are going to get much worse under a Biden-Harris administration. He's considering picking the head of the teachers union to be the new secretary of education. School choice is going away. And I will bet you it's a matter of time before you can't educate your own kids. This is going to be an uphill battle. But the most important thing we can do right now is pay attention to what's happening in Georgia and help in any way we can. We can't lose those two Senate seats. The second thing that we have to do is educate ourselves and our children. I announced a couple of weeks ago on a special for Mercury One that we are starting the American Journey Experience. And it is actually a physical place right across the brickyard here on the studio lot. And we can't open it because of COVID. We haven't moved forward on that. Instead, we put all of our eggs into teaching. And we have a program that starts, hopefully, depending on what's happening right now, but hopefully we have our first class before the first of the year. But this is going to be free. If you want to watch it online, you'll get it on Blaze TV if you're a subscriber. But you can get it on Mercury One for free, mercuryone.org. And I think they're making it available to anybody who wants to, to post this. You'll be able to get it on YouTube. But you can watch this. It's a three-day course that you can take that shows you the original documents, shows you everything you need to know, questions everything that you think you know, teaches you how to critically think. We're doing the first class uh, online for whole families soon. I don't have a date just because of the presidential uh, election mess, but it's soon. My family is going to be there. We're taking, my kids are taking it. My wife wants to take it. I'm taking it. And you'll take it with me. What I want you to do is go to mercuryone.org right now and sign up for the class. It's free. We just want to know so we can alert you that it's coming it's this time make sure you watch it if you want to involve your family and that's either coming here or uh just watching it online whatever where you are in the world you just go to mercuryone.org right now and sign up that's mercuryone.org sign up now for the american journey experience na, na, na. 